0: Blue 42, blue 42, hut, hut, hike. This is the Game Manager's Podcast. The Internet's one and only sports podcast. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am your host, Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my good friend and co-host, Justin Knight. Howdy, folks. Justin, how's it, how's it going? Uh, you know, it's pretty good. Um, uh, Spirits are
1: up. Uh, Auburn basketball looks pretty good. Um, so I'm a happy man. And we've mm-hmm. had some great football to watch, so... I- Yes. Life it's been a good week. Good play. We're recording football.
0: this moments, minutes after the wrap up of the Chiefs Bills game, which we're gonna talk about later on. Um, but yeah, we've had some great sports all week this week.
1: Mhm. It's been fantastic.
0: Well, talk speaking of fantastic we need to get into the news for the day. And uh I don't know, Justin if this is fantastic for Alabama fans or Jaguar fans or neither. But Bill O'Brien is not expected to be offered the Jaguars job after his interview, uh, supposedly due to his, uh, quote, history of toxicity. I guess uh, Hmm. they're talking about the Texans there. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I figured that would probably happen. I didn't expect him to get the Jaguars job, so. No, Um, I didn't either. It's probably, it's,
0: you go ahead. I think I read this more as just the interview probably didn't go super well <laughs> because if they no, were going to yeah. interview him and then they're just totally against it afterward, why would you have even interviewed him then? So maybe it just didn't go well.
1: Yeah. Unless they're just trying, cause you know, they got all those crazy quotas now of what you need to hit to, you have to interview a certain amount of people. So it could just be, yeah, we'll interview him and we don't really want him, but we just got to interview him.
0: Yeah. That's very possible as well.
1: But, um, I think it's good for Alabama. Um, Because now, I mean, you bring back a coordinator that, you know, is familiar. Because, I mean, a lot of offensive guys are coming back, so.
0: Yeah, um, you don't want Bryce Young to have a fourth new offensive coordinator in four years, so.
1: Oh, no. So, I think, you know, he had his ups and downs. Like I said, I didn't think he really called a great championship game. Um, But, you know, there's still, you were the coach of a Heisman winning quarterback. So, I mean, you had some good there. But, I mean, there was some bad, but. You know, like I said, I think the experience will outweigh trying to bring in somebody new, which, like I said, I don't even know who you'd really go after at this point. But, um, so I think it works out fine.
0: Well, uh, speaking of Alabama football, for a second straight year, Alabama has landed a prized wide receiver out of the NCAA transfer portal. Sunday, the Crimson Tide received a commitment from Jermaine Burton, a rising junior who is viewed as the top receiving target in the transfer portal. The six-foot, 200-pound playmaker is coming off a sophomore season in which he led all Georgia wideouts with 497 receiving yards, five touchdowns, and on 26 receptions. He did not have a single drop, and in his two seasons, he has 901 yards, eight touchdowns, on 53 receptions. That's a pretty big get. I'm not sure why he's bolting out of Georgia, but uh, good on him. Well,
1: (laughs) probably because Stetson Bennett's coming back for another season. <laughs> which hey, um, I know we're gonna bring that up, um, yeah, but yeah, that's big for Alabama. It's a good uh, wide receiver, especially since they're losing uh, two, you know, their top two wide receiver, well, three wide receivers. You know, all three of the guys that got the most targets. Um, I think it's a good pickup. But yeah, speaking of Georgia and everything, so you, know, you got Stetson Bennett returning. Jt Dailings was leaving, which, you know, like I said, good on him. Had a good championship game, but really. You think about it. Why is he there in the first place? His defense played great all year, played great in the championship game, had a pick six, really helped him out. Um, yeah. And happen. so so you lose JT Daniels, who was 7-0 and when he was a Georgia starter. He had great mm-hmm. stats. I think he only threw like two or three interceptions. Um, he's transferring because he's like, what's the point? I'm not going to get the starting nod no matter what I do. Right. Um, even going undefeated as a starter. Um, so... You know, I think maybe some guys are starting to leave because maybe they think they won't get as many targets. Um, so I think it'll, it'll hurt Georgia. I mean, Kirby's got – he can't be that hard-headed. There's a reason Bennett is staying because he knows he's, he doesn't have any chance anywhere else outside of college football. Um, so I don't know. We'll see what, what happens. I don't, I'm, I'm guessing their defense will probably be just as good as it was this year, um, if not better. I don't know if that's even possible, but well, um, what's
0: what's interesting is two days ago it was being it was being reported that Jermaine uh, Burton and JT Daniels were considering themselves a package deal. you got one, you got oh, the yeah. other. That's, that's not true, happening yeah. now, surely. No, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where JT Daniels is going to end up. Maybe uh USC, I, maybe somewhere else? Who's to say? No,
1: I don't see him going back to USC, but um I don't think he's staying in the SEC. I think he's gonna he'll probably lead the SEC. Um yeah, I don't really know. I think uh North Carolina would probably be a good spot for him since North Carolina's losing their top quarterback. Um You don't think he would be- look
0: at L S U or Ole Miss in the SEC?
1: Old Miss, there's just a lot of names going around for Old Miss right now for quarterbacks. I don't know if he wants all that to try to compete. with I think with he's probably done trying to compete with somebody for a starting job. I think he probably wants to go somewhere where they're like, "Hey, you're starting no matter what." Um, so I, I don't know At LSU. I feel like he's going to be competing too with the five star freshman they got coming in. So
0: um, I don't know. Notre, I, feel, I feel Notre like Dame he, could use him as well. So he could I,
1: yeah, Notre Dame. Dame that would be a good spot. Um, so yeah. I don't really know. I haven't really seen what rumors have gone around what who's crystal ball, if he's, you know, crystal balled anywhere or not. Um but yeah, like I think Georgia's, you know I feel like they're making a mistake by trying to just stick it out with Bennett. Um, but maybe I'm wrong, you know. But like yeah. I said, that um defense is what won in the championship this year, so
0: well, transitioning to Auburn football news, uh, Derek Mason, the defensive coordinator for the Tigers, is leaving his position after one year to probably be the defensive coordinator for Oklahoma State, it seems. In um, his one season, Tigers were 6-7, and seven, of course. They allowed 21.77 points per game, ranked number 22 in the country and number 3 in the SEC And rushing defense with 3.5 yards allowed per carry. and opponent's average 7-point yard. One yards per pass attempt and 245.8 per game. Uh, on the back of this, Harson has promoted assistant coach Jeff Schmetting to fill the defensive coordinator role. Schmetting had the same role on Harson's Boise State staffs in 2019 and 2020. So, uh, I'd say this is best case scenario. Is since Auburn is losing their guy at this point, that Harson's able to just roll in someone he's already comfortable with uh, serving as his defensive coordinator.
1: Yeah, I, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, Mason was hot or cold. You know, he had he had some really good games, especially, you know, I thought Alabama was a good call with you know, some of the uh, defensive looks he had in blitz packages for that game. But then there's games like Mississippi State where we kind of had to shut him out in the first half. But then in the second half, he was hard-headed and was only rushing three guys that whole game. And um, Will Rogers threw all over us for I think it was, like, over 450 yards, something insane. Um, so, you know, it's fine. You know, I think him and Harson, you didn't see eye to eye. That's why he's leaving for the same position at a Big 12 school. Um, but I, I like it. I like uh, Schmetting a D.C. since Harson. you know, he had him as a D.C. at Boise State. So there's that familiar uh, – you know, they're familiar with each other so they know how, how each other work. Um, and then I like the hire Christian Robertson take over at linebackers, and then I also like uh, Jimmy, uh, I think it's Brumball is how you say his last name, as the new D-line coach, and he played at Auburn from uh, 95 to 99. So I think those are two good hires to kind of fill some voids that we lost because we lost uh, Eason to, he went to Clemson to be the D-line coach there uh, since he played at Clemson. Um, but, yeah, I think I think everything's working out. Like you said, best-case best scenario, losing Mason and then filling with guys that Harson knows, which is what you need. I think Carson needs guys that he trusts and that he uh, has been around and is comfortable with. So I think that'll build more of his culture. So, um, like, I think it works out fine. I'm fine with it. I, it's not a big deal with me. I think it's going to work out. Um, I think he'll do a good job as DC. So um, he's got his staff together. So now it's you know who else can we pick up um, in recruiting wise and uh, see what we can do because spring you know spring camp's coming around the corner. I'll be here before we know it. So, I'm ready.
0: Well, to wrap up college football news, we did have a uh, a hire in college football this week as a head coach. University of Hawaii has announced on Saturday night that former star quarterback Timmy Chang is returning to the Rainbow Warriors as the head coach. He was previously the wide receivers coach at Colorado State. So, this is a huge promotion. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. That's big. Yeah. And just to be able to uh, work in Hawaii must be nice. So, uh, good on him. Yeah, yeah. Out you kidding
1: him. me? I'll take I'll take that job in a heartbeat.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into Alabama and Auburn basketball, Justin, it is time that we do a little Twitter news. Twitter, Twitter news. Playoffs. What you talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs. I just hope we can win a game. It really doesn't matter what you think. You play to win the game. You play to win the game. All right. Uh, I'm a little late on Twitter news this week, Justin, but it ended up being okay because I ended up finding some really, uh, really pretty funny ones. Uh, We're going to start with one from NFL memes on Twitter. Uh, I don't know if you recall, Justin, but before the season when Aaron Rodgers... And Devonte Adams are both like, ah, maybe we'll come back. Maybe we want. They posted this <laughs> picture on their story that was the last dance, but with them two. Oh yeah. Um, NFL memes posted the last choke, and it's that same photo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nothing new. With I saw something. You know, you have arguably you know two best quarterbacks. You know, come through your, uh, uh um, you know, team and uh, Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers and you only get two Super Bowls out of them. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if that's just to say the players around them, the coaching, or, you know, they just don't perform very well. They didn't perform very well in the playoffs. So, which, I mean, Aaron Rodgers only has the one Super Bowl win other than that. You know, he hadn't really done much in the playoffs. He, he's great in the regular season. It's fantastic. But, you know, once the playoffs comes around, doesn't really do much. So, um, outstanding player, but just doesn't step up what he needs to in the playoffs. So, I don't, he's definitely not coming back, especially some of the comments he made. Um, that would just be interesting to see where in the world he's going to go. Somewhere warm, presumably. <laughs> you would you would think. I see a lot of people who are talking about the Steelers. I think they're just hopeful and hope you know that he would go to the Steelers. But um, yeah, warm would make sense because playing in Wisconsin for so long, you're probably looking for something something else. It's a long I, time playing in frigid weather.
0: I'd love for him to go to the Steelers. I'm a Steelers fan, but. Uh... For him personally, that's probably like the just a terrible scenario. <laughs> he should probably go somewhere warm.
1: Yeah, I, I, now I will say I think it would be a good because I mean the Steelers have you got Najee Harris who had a great season uh, that they have potential at wide receiver. Um, I think they had a guy's last name's Johnson. He just had a good season, um, and Mike Tomlin who is still has yet to have a losing season. You know, you know he's a fantastic coach, and they're going to have a good defense. So I mean he could probably go in there and they'd have a pretty solid team, but yeah, it's just
0: what he want to actually play there. This tweet comes from Justin Hawkinson In my time at Auburn. The only thing I've seen as infectious as Katie Johnson's energy and passion is that of Cam Newton. That's it. He simply elevates yeah. a team and an environment. Would you say, uh, that's a fair comparison? Oh yeah. I mean that dude, he's the
1: heart and soul of the team. um, you can see just about on any basket he makes i mean he's he's pumped up and the drive that he has it's incredible i think after the game against kentucky he was still out on the court just practicing his three-point shot so um he his motor never stops he's he's what gets that team you know um kind of the right mindset and gives them the energy they need but yeah i, I love it the way he plays it's it's awesome and um yeah I, I like the comparison kind of that cam newton um personality i like it so I mean, he's huge pickup because he transferred out of Georgia. Um, I mean, that, he's been – we've had so many great transfer pickups uh, this season. So, But, yeah, he's been the biggest one and really
0: motivates that team to play hard. This tweet comes from Barstool U. Saban never stops recruiting. Saban decided to pull up to Arch Manning's basketball game. <laughs> and there's a video of him uh, hanging out yeah. watching high school basketball. Saban is that. trying hard to get uh, Arch Manning, isn't he?
1: Well, um, Kirby Smart, I think, went to his basketball game too. Um, so, yeah, both of them are really trying to uh, convince him to go to Georgia or Alabama. But, um, yeah, I have no idea where he's going to go. Um, you would think either, like, Tennessee or Old Miss would make sense just because, you know, his uncles went there. But um, I have no idea. I, I think... I mean, what's what's his top destination right now? What are they saying? I, I don't know what the last update was on him. Ah, think, it's what, up it in Ole the Miss? air.
0: Yeah, Ole Miss, Alabama. It's, there's a few places. But,
1: yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I don't blame him. The dude has potential to be very good. Um,
0: Archie, Archie, I think, recently told him to go to Alabama. He said, if I was you, I'd go to Alabama. But I don't know. Oh, yeah, because...
1: Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't blame him, though, because he's going to get the most... Um, out of going to Alabama, he's gonna get he's gonna be developed well there, and of course he's gonna be under Saban. So yeah, um, yeah, I don't blame him for saying that.
0: Uh, this comes from Bud Elliott. Without the transfer portal, is Joe Burrow even in the NFL? How many stud <laughs> talents over the last years before transfers were common, especially at QB, went to go sell insurance because they didn't get picked to be the starter? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's interesting because we could kind of, if we didn't have the transfer portal, we may be seeing the same thing with JT Daniels, just not really having a shot and having to go sell insurance or something.
1: Yeah, you you know, I'm trying to think of probably the biggest transfer guy, you know, quarterback. Um, I mean, right now I'm thinking like where it kind of started was was you know Cam transferring to Auburn. I don't know who was big before that transferring into the school and made such an impact. And, you know, in such, you know, short span in the one season he did. Um, Yeah, I mean, before that.
0: Didn't Jameis Winston transfer?
1: Yeah, but he was after Cam. I'm trying to think of guys before Uh, before. Cam. Like, was there anybody before him that, you know, transferred to school and made such a huge impact? Because it wasn't really a common thing. That wasn't really happening. You go to school and you stay there for four years. Right. Um, So, yeah, I'm trying to think, you know, who was before Cam that's kind of made a huge impact like that at quarterback. Because... Since then, yeah, you see all these guys. I mean, they're tra- it's it's all the time now. It's it's free agency now is what it is. Yeah, and um,
0: I, I think this is a good argument for it because, you know, now the Bengals are very happy to have Joe Burrow, you know? So, oh, yeah. Uh, I think this is a good... I think this is one of those exceptions where this is a good thing, but I think, uh, of course, like every good thing, it can be abuse.
1: Oh, it can, yeah. Um there's the good because like I said, you get those guys that they can transfer to a different school and then make the impact there. And we get to see their true talent. But also it seems like you're going to get a guy that recruit, that you recruit, it's going to come to your school. And you're like, wow, you know, can't wait to see what they do. And then they're like, eh, I don't think I'm going to get playing time here. I'm gone. Um, yeah. So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know how I feel about it. I'm kind of in the middle. I like it. It's cool that you can bring in these guys. You can go out, You're recruiting now is not just high school guys. It's other college players as well that are transferring. Um, But it's also it just makes things complicated because now it's just so easy. You just see there's so many moving parts. Um, So I don't know. Like I said, I'm in the middle about it.
0: Uh, This next tweet comes from Mike Gallick Jr. This was tweeted on Saturday after the uh, NFL games. The two winning teams today combined for one offensive touchdown and gave up 13 hmm. combined sacks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cuz Burrow got sacked 9 times which
1: tied the record for sacks in a game and they some, yeah. still somehow won because Ryan Tannehill, good old Ryan, he's going to, you know, throw a game away for you through three hmm. interceptions and, you know, that one at towards the end. Which, I don't know why he, he threw it into like double or triple coverage. Yeah. Um, and there's yeah. like 45 seconds left. And so they gave him the ball, gave the Bengals the ball at midfield and Burrow needed to throw it. I think one to Jamar chase and then ran it a couple of times and kicked the field goal. So I don't get it. Um, but yeah, th- I mean, there's no offense yesterday. It was just
0: a bunch of field goals and then turnovers and defense. And this last tweet comes from sports illustrated robot umpires to be used behind home plate in AAA in 2022. Did you hear about this? <laughs> yeah, I did. They, they, they had tested it out i think they tested
1: it out in um it was either single a or double a the previous year and what they do they still have an umpire back there but he's using like a a uh, a robot system so um whatever the call is he's getting it set into his ear or whatever i don't really know how it how it works exactly but you know he's not he's not making the call it's the robot and then he just gets it back into his ear and he's like okay so this was a strike or this was a ball hmm. um so you know it's probably not a bad idea just because of how awful some of the umpires are in baseball, especially professionally, because, look, these guys, they don't retire, and you hardly ever see any of them fired for yeah. anything. They're, they stay around forever, and a lot of them are not very good. Um, but also, I kind of like the factor of you have someone that's not perfect behind the plate. And, yeah. you know, because every, each... I mean, this isn't how it's supposed to be, but each umpire kind of has their own um, way of their own kind of strike zone. Some of them like to call balls more outside or more inside or higher or lower. Um, So I think with at least the robot umpire, you get more of, okay, the strike zone is here and here. This is how it's always going to be called, which I like the consistency. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think it's a cool idea. I'm curious to see how it works at AAA ball because, I mean, that's, that's still that's high level bombing. That's right before the majors, so right. um, yeah, I'm interested to see how that works.
0: All right, well that wraps up Twitter news, Justin, and now we need to talk about a little basketball we saw this basketball. week. Basketball. Uh, we'll start with Alabama. They had a good week getting back on track in conference play. The tied beat LSU seventy to sixty seven on Wednesday, followed by a eighty six to seventy six win against Missouri on Saturday. Uh, and Bama fell behind by 14 uh, in the, each half, but finished strong and pulled out the victory over Missouri. The Tide improved to 13 and 6 overall and 4 and 3 in the league, while the Tigers fell to 8 and 10 overall and 2 and 4 in the league. Uh, did you yeah. catch any of either of these games? Yeah, I watched um,
1: second half of Missouri, and then I watched I think it was like 10 minutes left in the LSU game. Um, yeah, I'll say uh, the Alabama-LSU game reminded me of the um, Alabama-Tennessee game. It was pretty close throughout. You know, Tennessee was missing some of their key players. LSU was missing one of their best players. Um, but it looked like Alabama, they played defense much better that game against LSU. Um, I, now, I will say <laughs> Alabama just about blew it. They were up 13 against LSU, and LSU came roaring back and tied it and um, they didn't make free throws down the stretch either, so LSU had a chance to throw up a three to try to tie it, and they missed it. But, um, yeah, that was a good win for them, especially you know losing three in a row. And then Missouri, honestly, didn't, I didn't think they were going to win that one. Once I saw they were down, I think they were down, yeah, like you said, 13-14 at one point and ended in the second half. Um, but I also had a feeling, I was like, you know, Missouri, they've struggled. They don't really have much um, offensive talent, and defense is just – defense has struggled for them, so – you know they're on the road Alabama plays good at home I wouldn't be surprised if they come back and sure enough you know Missouri couldn't get anything going down the stretch offensive wise and you know they're giving up a lot of easy baskets and turning over the ball so yeah it was good um good week for Alabama uh, especially you know because this next few weeks are going to be pretty tough because um now Georgia uh, let's say they play Georgia Tuesday that's not going to be much of a challenge Georgia and doesn't have a Baylor Saturday yeah, uh Georgia, that should be a win for them. Georgia hasn't won a conference game yet. Baylor will be very tough. And then so that there's here's the stretch where it gets pretty tough. So they have Baylor, then they play Auburn, then they mm-hmm. play Kentucky. Um Old Miss, that shouldn't be too bad. And then they play Arkansas, which Arkansas's been playing good, and they gotta play Mississippi State, who they lost to. And then they play Kentucky again. Um, so that's <laughs> that's a tough stretch coming up for February. So I mean, it was good to get those two wins this uh, this week because you know it's going to be hard uh, these come these games coming up. So it's good. Yeah, and they're,
0: they're kind of right there in the middle of the SEC. It's it you know it it seems incredibly unlikely that they would make any kind of contention for a regular season conference champion. I mean, especially with Auburn having their 7-0 start. So yeah. now they're just kind of I guess trying to get as close as they can to the top as they. Are able to, and it's it's still going to be kind of a a battle between a few of those it's teams. It's going to be like a battle because they have to
1: play Kentucky twice, so that never helps. Um, uh, so yeah, it'll be tough. February is going to be tough, um, especially because, like I said, I, I still don't know what to expect from Alabama on a night on a nightly basis. Um, so it, we'll see. You know, we'll see. It. I'll see. It, you know how they play against Baylor. Because I mean, Baylor's top five team right now, the projected number one seed in the tournament. Um, so it, it that, that'll be a, that'll be a challenge to uh, compete in that game. But uh, like they're playing at home, so you never know. Uh, but
0: yeah, that was a good week for them to grab these two wins. And they did a, they did a, a, a fine job of passing the ball around. Shackelford he had twenty one points. Davidson had seventeen. Kernerley thirteen. Um, and Davis was three for four outside the arc while Keon Ellis made three of four three-point attempts. So, uh, you know, that helps. Uh, They looked good on uh, rebounds too, 44 boards uh, to uh, Missouri's 30, 23 offensive rebounds, and uh, the leading rebounders were Shackelford with seven and Rojas with six and Quinterly with five. So, yeah, we'll see what they do against Georgia Tuesday and Baylor Saturday before uh, we preview the next uh, Alabama-Auburn rematch. Yep. All right, well, let's talk about Auburn. Uh, their basketball team has likely secured its first number one ranking in the AP poll in program history after beating Georgia, or Georgia 83-60 on Wednesday and Kentucky, number 12 Kentucky, 80-7 with one on Saturday afternoon. Uh, they're off to a massive Lee, great start, Justin. 7 uh, 0 in the SEC, 15 game win streak. Uh, and they need to go at least 9 and 3 the rest of the way to secure its most regular season wins, 27 in program history, besting yeah. the 98 99 team. So uh, I think that's very, very doable. That'll probably, could very well happen.
1: Oh, yeah. Um, I think the schedule is pretty favorable. Yeah. Um, but you know, like I've said before, um, road games in the SEC are always a challenge. Um, you just never know what what you're going to get because you can have a bad night and you know playing basketball and you're going to lose, especially on the road. You know it happens. Um, but yeah, I mean another great week. I won't really say much about the Georgia game because that was a 23 point win. Um, Auburn handled their business in that one. Um, but then. Yeah, Kentucky, I knew that was going to be a challenge. Um, Kentucky's a great all-around team. They have a great big man that plays at center. Um, I think he, let's see, he ended up with, how much? Yeah, he had 16 points 14 rebounds. He was a factor in that game. Um, But, yeah, it was awesome atmosphere from what I was watching on TV. Um, Student section was into the game. Um, And you can just see when the momentum started to change in the second half, Um, The offense started to get more of a flow. We started to get more turnovers, uh, started to get the ball. Because first half, I thought the pace was moving kind of slow, especially to our liking. Auburn likes to play fast. Um, But, yeah, second half, started to capitalize on some turnovers and um, on some missed shots, and was able to go down the court pretty fast. But, yeah, the turning point was, um, I think it was 43-40, and Cambridge came down um, with a dunk to get 45-40. And the crowd lost. I mean, they were going crazy. Kentucky had to call a timeout. From there on out, I I knew you know we were in a pretty good spot. Um, but I tell you what, Walker Kessler, he's been fantastic these past three games uh, against Kentucky. He had 19 points, seven rebounds, two assists, um, a couple blocks as well. Um, he's just great defensive presence in the block. Uh, he's altered so many shots. Of course, he blocks so many shots. Um, and then offensive-wise, offensive, uh, offensive wise, I, I don't know how many points he scored off dunks. He probably had seven dunks in that game. But uh, the pick and roll is really working. Uh, Wendell Green's great throwing up the alley-oops to him. I mean, it's easy. The dude's seven foot one. He barely has to jump off the ground to catch it and throw it down. Um, but I will say this, too. Auburn's played Kentucky pretty well, especially at Auburn Arena. I think, let's see, they've won five of the last six at Auburn Arena, and then they, won, they beat Kentucky in the uh, – elite eight back in 2019. So, you know, starting to play pretty well against Kentucky, which, you know, Kentucky's blue blood in uh, sec basketball and in college basketball in general. So it, it was a huge win. I, I loved the atmosphere there. Um, Bruce Pearl, he's completely changed that program around and just, you know, and it, I, I mean, he's been, it's crazy to think how long he's been there now, but, uh, I mean, just these past few seasons, it's been incredible watching them play. And, um, Auburn, Auburn basketball you know, I think here to stay for a while just because of the recruits they're getting in each year, especially with a player like Jabari Smith, who's, you know, top three pick going into the draft. So, um, but I'll keep saying, I think this is the best team he's had, um, especially at Auburn. It's so much depth. I mean, you can go to anybody on the bench right now. Um, like I said, Wendell Green's one of the best guards in the SEC, and he's coming off the bench.
0: Yeah, and, so, and you mentioned Wendell Green. He he was scoreless the first 28 minutes and then he hit yep. two three-pointers in 25 seconds. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He finished um, with 11 points. I mean, that's uh yeah, he had a very good game. Katie Johnson had 17 points. Jabari Smith had 14, seven boards. So uh yeah, I mean, it you know, Kessler was the the driving force this game, but the uh the points were were spread a, spread around on this team that uh Saturday.
1: Yep, um Yeah, like you said, he didn't really have a good start. He had a slow start. He was turning the ball over uh, to start the game. But, yeah, I mean, once he gets going, especially hitting threes, he can hit them in bunches. But, uh, yeah, um, it was a great game, awesome to see. And, of course, it's always awesome to see, too, when you get to read about Kentucky fans complaining and whining. Um, Especially, you know, they brought up one of their uh, top players. He got injured. But you know, it's all. I feel like that's always just kind of a lame excuse because people are going to get hurt in games. It happens um, yep. when we beat Kentucky in the Elite Eight. We were missing our one of our top players in Okiki, and we still beat them in that game. We weren't complaining, and you know it happens. You're going to have injuries. It's part mm-hmm. of the. It's part of any sport. Um, so you know they can whine and complain about all that, you know, and say you know they would have easily beat us with them. That's fine. You know we beat you, and. You can keep crying about it; it's fine with me. But uh, um, they're going to have a great season, you know. More than likely, we'll probably see them in the SEC tournament. Um, but another great week for Auburn, like you said. I think they'll be number one in the rankings. But it's another tough week coming up. I know you know Missouri has struggled, but you know we're on the road and it could be one of those trap games. You just never know, especially in, you know in conference play and playing on the road. So this got to take every game seriously, one game at a time. Uh, Missouri on the road. That'll be tough. And then we got Oklahoma at home on Saturday, which will be a good one as well. So yeah. yeah. So couldn't have uh, asked for a better start. Oh, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you really really not now. So yeah, yeah, I mean, well, I think um, it was the best start, um, at 18 and one, I think it's the best start they've had in program history or they're sent, you know, <laughs> or, uh, it, it's been a while since we started 18 and one. So, um, it's great, great all around team, and uh, very fun to watch as well.
0: Oh yeah, the fans have gotten into it so much that that I mean the it's so it, like you said it was just electric during that Kentucky game, and it, and it's been that way, and I mean more so in that game, but it's been that way in just about every game recently. The fans have really mm-hmm. kind of turned up on this uh, program, which is great to see. But, yeah, like you said, Missouri Tuesday, Oklahoma Saturday. Next episode, we'll review those and then uh, preview. uh, Alabama rematch which will be interesting alright well we're going to talk about NFL playoffs Justin but before we do that would you like to treat us to some Night Needs to Know Night Needs to Know probably with some of the stuff you've done before
1: I probably
0: wouldn't be surprised you wouldn't be surprised if I put ashes (laughs) in cookies and fed them to you
1: yeah because it was someday for the SEC
0: again Nope, that might make sense then i guess just I back that <laughs> <some time. laughs> yeah I, I would like to know how it makes sense now this is looking like a bad idea
1: oh yes i would love to hmm. all right mm-hmm. so so um who do you think so uh let's see how i want to word this um okay so with alabama picking up you know the big uh, transfer and wide receiver. Um, any other targets you think, big targets, do you think they'll
0: pick up in transfer portal or uh, them or Auburn who you think they're trying to eye to try to fill any voids? Let's look up really quick. Let's look up the top names in the transfer portal right now because I, I could definitely see Alabama still trying to uh, grab another running back. I think that's probably a safe bet that they'll be looking at that. I know they already snatched one. So Okay, so here we go. The top names in the Transfer portal. Uh, this is the latest. I want to see top status. Uh, top. Here we go. Okay. So uh, we've got Caleb Williams, of course, at number one. He's not going yeah. to Alabama or. Uh, no. <laughs> a, so uh, most of them are quarterbacks. Eli Ricks is a cornerback. Kingsley Swamatia, He's an offensive tackle. I can see a, I can see Alabama trying to grab a lineman. Uh, here we go, Jameer Gibbs and Zach Evans. Uh, Zameer, so Jameer Gibbs is going to Alabama, Zach Evans going to Ole Miss, um, and then of course Jermaine button coming today, trying to see, I don't know why, I need to change this to available status, uncommitted, here we go. Uh, Michael Triggs is tied in, he's the number three, he's going from SC. You see, to somewhere else that could be interesting.
1: Yeah, that'd be a good one. Uh, Todd uh, Harris also... is
0: the top open wide receiver. Let's see, he's coming from Syracuse. Uh, oh. Let's see what his top targets are. He's from New Jersey.
1: Um, I probably think other teams around that area.
0: Yeah, it looks like he's kind of always stuck around. So he could. Looks like he he briefly committed to uh, Kentucky. Oh. Or yeah, so, and then uh maybe he didn't, so didn't stick around. Oh, he at, said just kidding. Yeah, yeah, so uh if he you know, if he's interested in Kentucky, maybe he has some more interest in the SEC. Maybe we can see him pop up around uh around the SEC somewhere. Yeah, I
1: mean Kentucky's had some pretty good pickups. Well, I mean their recruiting class, you know, they've it's been some it's been okay and uh, I don't know who they've gotten in the transfer right now. Um But, yeah, Auburn, you know, I hope we pick up somebody else. I know we're bringing back a lot of linemen. They're coming back for another year. Um, But it'd be
0: good to pick up, you know, one other guy to put on that line. Um, Tyler Steen's an offensive tackle. He is ditching Vanderbilt. He's the top lineman available right now. So that would be someone to go after. Yeah, especially since he's already been in the SEC. Yeah. So, yeah, so that could be interesting. Looks like he was committed to Louisville back in twenty seventeen ended up going with Vanderbilt. So maybe he'll pop well, up somewhere else. He must be a pretty good player to be that high up in the portal. Yeah. Wonder why he chose Vanderbilt. Maybe he's really smart. I don't know. I mean he has to be if he got into Vanderbilt.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah. Um yeah, I'm hoping, you know, we pick up a good O lineman and then um I don't know. I, I don't know if we're gonna pick up anybody you know wide receiver wise but um we've got plenty of quarterbacks now i think we've got five or six on the roster um so we're fine there um but yeah defensive wise i mean i think we're looking really good um we've picked up a lot of solid especially guys at corner picked up a top linebacker from north carolina um i know we've lost some guys on the d line but i think we'll be okay especially getting some good recruits in and uh, i think we've got maybe transfer two at the D-line spot. So um, defense, I think, is going to be in a really good spot. But, you know, like we've been talking about, the offense is going to be the question
0: mark. Yeah, I think so, too. So we'll, we'll, there's so much time in between then and now. We're going to do so much speculating, and so much is going to change. Uh, but, yeah, we'll keep on. Well, high. let me ask
1: you, though. So if there's one position though Alabama needs,
0: what do you think it is? It, I mean, it would have been running back, I guess, if – yeah you know, Jameer is as good as everybody says, and that's going to help a lot. But still, that running back room is, is pretty pretty low in depth. They could probably still use yeah. another one. Um, I mean, you, you, they could always improve the offensive line, but a lot of those guys are coming back are going to be older, so I'm not too worried about that next year. Um, yeah. And I, we're pretty good at every skill position outside of running back. Tight end tight end could be something they pick up since uh Billingsley is left. They kinda could use a good another good guy over at tight end. So maybe yeah, that's, that's what true. they kinda look for if they're looking at skill guys after since picking up uh Jameer as a running back. So Yeah. All right. Well is that all you got for us, Justin? That's it. Okay. Well thank you very much. Well we just watched the divisional round of the playoffs. And I think we need to gauge where we are going into the conference championships next Sunday, Justin. So, hmm. first up, Saturday, we had the Bengals' Titans. Derek Henry made his long-awaited return after fracturing his foot on Halloween in 2021. He ran for 62 yards, one touchdown on 20 carries. Uh, still very obviously healing up, but pretty good showing for him after such a long recovery. Uh, it wasn't enough, yeah. though, as the Bengals pulled 19 to 16 win. Burrow went 28 for 37, had 348 yards and a pick. He was also sacked nine times, like you said earlier, hmm. and still somehow won. So good on him.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, which I guess it's just a curse on the Titans now because anytime they've been the number one seed, they always lose in the divisional round. Um, so now the question is, or do you want to stick it with stick it out with Tannehill? Um, obviously he's not going to get the job done. And you, you can't rely on Henry for everything because, you know, I think the Bengals did a pretty good job and shutting him down to only 62 yards. And what was that? I mean, what was that 3.2 yards a carry? So um, I thought Bengals did a good job. But, yeah, like you said, you know, his first game back, I mean, we weren't expecting him to go off for 100-plus yards or anything. I mean, he, he scored a touchdown, so he made an impact. Um, but, yeah, it was – a bad game from Tampa through three interceptions, and the last one was a very costly one as they lost the game. But uh, tell you what, Bengals kicker he he is really good. I think he was uh, he played at Florida. Uh, he's a rookie, and um, I think he went over one of the quarterbacks. I think it was either Burrow or the backup quarterback. He said, uh, "We're about to make it to the conference championship," and then nailed that 52 yarder. So the, the dude is really good, and uh, he's going to be kicking
0: for a while. Yeah, um, the, the yeah. Bengals got a lot of heat because they they drafted him. Uh, Evan McPherson yeah. is his name. Uh, I can't remember where he went in the draft, but it I was remember probably the...
1: pretty high for a kicker if they're making giving him uh, getting pretty upset about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, a lot of people were pretty upset about that. Uh, but yeah, he ended up. I think he ended up posting hey. something or saying something, bragging about his draft status after that. Um, so. I mean. They were upset
1: that they drafted Jamar Chase, and look what the season he had. So, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Which I, I mean, understand because we see their O-line, not very good. Um, <laughs> yeah. They were they gave up the third most sacks during the regular season and then added on to it with giving up nine sacks. So um, you're not going to beat the Chiefs. I know they did, but they were at home. That was regular season. Completely different animal in the playoff on the road at Arrowhead Stadium. So, yeah. Um, yeah, the Chiefs are going to be one to eat that up, especially after seeing that. So they're going to have to figure something out. Or Zach Taylor, he was calling up. I think, I mean, he was sending everybody down the field. So no wonder Burrow was getting sacked because he's trying. He's standing back there all day. Someone's trying to get open, but everybody's running straight down the field. It almost reminded me of Gus some of his play calls. Yeah. Um, but hopefully, you know, coming up against the Chiefs, they'll have pretty quick throws for him. Get some guys out. Have. You know, dump off play for Joe Mixon because, I mean, they've got so much talent in the skill set with Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. I mean, it's there's so many weapons and Uzama, who played at Auburn tight end. So, uh, a lot of weapons that he can use. The problem is, can he get the ball out without getting killed? You know, so um, yeah,
0: and we knew that was going to kind of be a problem immediately after the draft because I think. I know. I, I think I said on this show. I definitely said it in person. I was like, "Yeah, Burrow's going to get killed this year." <laughs> and they didn't yeah, he, really. He already anybody. tore his ACL. Do you yeah. want him to tear it again? Yeah, but uh, he's doing he's doing quite well. So good on him. Uh, yeah, well,
1: I, he's very confident, and
0: uh, I think they I think they have a good shot against the Chiefs. So it'd be a good game. Well, after that, we had what was probably Aaron Rodgers' last game as quarterback for Green Bay. So Packers yeah, the Packers hosted the 49 it was. It was. Uh, he was 20 for 29, for 225 yards, but failed to find the end zone. Uh, on the other side of the ball, Garoppolo was 11 for 19 for 131 yards and a pick. Still the 49ers won, 13 to 10, and on going to face the Rams. Uh, yep. I don't have a ton uh, to say about this game. No. It wasn't – I thought it was – it was entertaining for it to be so low scoring, um, but – Yeah, there's not a ton to say. I mean, it just neither team was really able to score, and then one of them won. Yeah, I mean,
1: (laughs) the 49ers didn't have an offensive touchdown. Their one touchdown was a blocked punt. Right. Um, So, I mean, special teams killed Green Bay. Um, Yeah, I mean, Jimmy G, he didn't do anything. Um, It was his first time playing in freezing cold weather, and it sure did look like it. He didn't look very good. Um, But, yeah, I mean, the 49ers couldn't get anything going, but they – Lucked out the way they did because their defense played good and then they had special teams was great. Um, yeah. and then I mean, Aaron Rodgers is someone who's played in this weather his whole career, so you know, there's that's no excuse for him, but I mean, they just they had a, I think they scored on their first drive, and um, I think they I don't know, I would I'm not sure, don't recall if they scored on their first drive or not, um, but I'm thinking they did, and I'm I was thinking, uh, Green Bay's got this, you know. I think 49ers Niners going to struggle. Um, Green Bay looked great on the first drive, but then after that, it was nothing. I mean, they couldn't get anything going. So it's like I said, it's the same thing you see from them. Um, the yeah, Aaron Rodgers is not playing for Green Bay anymore. He's he, he's going somewhere else.
0: It seems like that. Uh, Robbie Gold though, he came out and he was able to secure the win. Good as gold for the Forty ers Yeah, we had a we had a lot of a uh, lot of clutch kickers this weekend. Uh, but yeah Robbie gold as good as they come he did uh he did quite well and uh he hasn't the, missed in the, his... Uh, the conference championship
1: hasn't missed in his postseason career so
0: <laughs> yeah it was great well he's two for two on uh on Saturday so uh let's see speaking of the Rams uh they survived a comeback skier by Tom Brady and the Bucks, beating the defending champs thirty to twenty seven on a last second thirty yard field goal once more. Field goal kickers coming in clutch. Uh, Brady helped rally Tampa from a twenty seven to three second half deficit, tying the game on Leonard Fournette's nine yard run. Um, with just 48, 42 seconds remaining. But Stafford led the Rams down the field. So that the final field goal Stafford threw for three hundred and sixty six yards and two touchdowns.
1: Yeah, Stafford had a great game. Um, I mean, like like you said, they just about shot themselves in the foot. In the foot, though, because they fumbled four times, and, and gave the ball up those four times. Um, but Stafford, he didn't. I mean, he had he didn't have none of it was his fault. One of the fumbles was the center snapped the ball. He wasn't ready for it. He snapped it like forty yards down the field. Um, but Stafford had a great game. He's, he's looked great in the postseason. He's gotten two postseason wins after having zero with the Lions. Um, but, you know, Tom Brady and the Bucs, you know, right there, came back, tied it. And um, I tell you what, I don't know what uh, Todd Bowles was drawing up there on defense, but they went on a cover zero uh, blitz. Um, <laughs> and so they left one-on-one with Cooper Cup, best receiver right now in the league, after finishing first in receptions. Yep. Yards and touchdowns. Yep. You're gonna leave him one on one. Obviously, Cup is gonna be faster than him. It's safety, and Cup. Cup's got a running start. Easily beats him. Great throw from Stafford, and so big gains sets him up for the game-winning field goal. Um, pretty questionable, I would say, especially when you would think you'd be playing prevent defense. You're like, okay, can't let him get in the field goal range. Let's have yeah, that's have guy's
0: back. That's the one thing you can't do.
1: <laughs> so explain to me why you're gonna have one on one. with the safety, and you're sending guys in a blitz. doesn't really make much sense. I know they're (laughs) very questionable call, Um, and that killed them. And, you know, coming back, and I was thinking it was going to be overtime because the Rams ran a (laughs) – they did a QB draw on the first play, and then they had to call a timeout, like, 32 seconds. I'm thinking, nah, it's looking like it's going to be overtime. And they completed the next pass to Cooper Cup, and – even then, I was like, there's no way. And then he just throws one up, and he's wide open. So, um, it was a very entertaining game. It was an awesome game. Um, but I, I think Rams
0: have a pretty good shot. I, I see them making the Super Bowl and beating the 49ers. Well, finally, we had the wild overtime finish in the Bills and the Chiefs game, which just wrapped up, uh, what, about an hour now, I guess. Uh, yeah. What an incredible final two minutes of regulation. 25 I mean, points scored. Like 20- Yeah, twenty-five points. That's the most in NFL postseason history to be scored in the final two minutes.
1: And um, I mean, the Bills' defense has been probably the top defense in the NFL all season, and the Chiefs' defense has really stepped it up uh, in the second half of the season. So I mean, but they were both making it look easy. Um, But like you said, yeah, I mean that was awesome. It was incredible. But I tell you what, the overtime rules they got to change that.
0: Yeah, I'm I've, I've literally having my notes here. Uh, NFL overtime rules suck. <laughs> uh, I don't it's, understand it's why awful. they haven't changed it. Why, why do they not just do it like every other type of football and just do standard overtime?
1: Uh, I mean, I don't get I mean, the one, of course, you know, the latest change was when they made it. Because it used to be if you kicked a field goal, you won it. It was the first yeah. points, anything. Um, but they changed it said, hey, if you kicked a field goal, You know, the other team still gets the shot at the ball. Um, Nobody wants this. Nobody likes this. No, because (laughs) it doesn't make any sense because you have a guy like Josh Allen who's just thrown for 329 yards, four touchdowns, and you're going into overtime, and he doesn't even get a shot to have the ball. Because, I mean, you know Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs, they're going to drive it down if they get the ball first. And sure enough, they got the ball first, went down and scored. Josh Allen doesn't get a chance. So um, that's pretty disappointing, especially with how well – The Bills had played in that game. I mean, uh, let's see, they scored with like 14 seconds left. I'm thinking there's no way. Now, I know all the Chiefs needed was a field goal. 14 seconds, that's pretty hard. But what I didn't understand, though, why didn't the Bills kick it into play? They kicked it in the back of the end zone. Why not kick it into play and make the Chiefs use some of the clock?
0: clock. Yeah, because they gave gave Mahomes 13 seconds. That's all he needed. He got down to the 25-yard line to set up a field goal and – he got it, 44 Yeah, so yards.
1: Um, that was also questionable as well. You would think you'd try to get the Chiefs to use up some clock, um, but you know it sucks. I, I hate it, you know, especially how well the Bills have been playing and how well they played in this game and
0: not even have a shot to get the ball in overtime. It sucks. Well, um, next week we're getting the 49ers versus the Rams and the Bengals versus the Chiefs. The Rams are opening as a three and a half point favorite over the 49ers with the over under currently sitting at around 46 and a half and the chiefs are opening as a six and a half point favorite with the over under being 51 and a half points. Uh, What what are you thinking we're going to see out of these two games? Who's going to be the two left in the Super Bowl If you just had to give a guess right now,
1: Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go Rams Bengals. Um, Rams. Uh, I know the 49ers. They beat uh, the Rams twice so far this season. But I think the way the Rams have played these past two games, they look really good on defense. I mean, when you got guys like Aaron Donald and Von Miller coming at you at, on the D line, it's pretty hard to stop those both those guys. And the Bucks struggled with that today, and the Cardinals struggled with it last week. Um, I think the Rams will bounce back. Um, I think Stafford's been looking good. Like I said, you, they got Cooper Cup has been great. Uh, Odo Beckham, he's been, he's been stepping into a great role since joining the Rams. And uh, them getting Cam Akers back, he's been great at running back. So I think uh, they'll play well against the 49ers. They'll get their revenge and uh, make it to the Super Bowl. And then, you know, I'm torn on Bengals Chiefs because I've picked the Chiefs earlier in the year to make it back to the Super Bowl again just because I, they, they still got so much talent. And um, oh, yeah. even – with you know the early struggles I knew they'd bounce back from it but uh I'm, I'm just picking the Bengals because I want to see the Bengals I want to see you know two new I know the Rams made it back in uh, I think it was 2019 they made it 2019 or 2020 they played the Patriots and lost um but I think Rams and Bengals would be a good matchup or but you know I, I could see the Chiefs win it beating the Bengals as well especially playing at home so but I'll, I'll go with the Bengals just because I want to see someone new out of the AFC.
0: Yeah, I, I want to see Bengals and uh, and Rams. I don't know if that's what we'll get, but that's what that's what I want to see.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty locked on the Rams. I know the 49ers have been playing outstanding, especially so far in the postseason. But um, I think you know the luck finally runs out and uh, Rams finally get uh, revenge for going zero to two during the regular season. But uh, yeah, Chiefs or Bengals, I'm kind of torn on that. Um, but if the Bengals give up that many sacks again, no way they're winning.
0: Yeah, I'm right there with you. All right, well, we need to um, wrap this up and go into mismanagers. And now it is time for mismanagers. The headline of this article by Mashable is, Oh no, construction workers find a bunch of teeth inside a wall. Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. Wait, what? Student says she gave cookies containing grandfather's ashes to classmates.
1: Why would you <laughs> ever tell someone that?
0: Angry Seal helps Australian police bust drug smuggling ring. <laughs> okay. Uh, we've got some weird news of the week, Justin, for um, January 20th this past I week. I love it. Um, here we go. On January 7th, the California Court of Appeal ruled that the L.A. Police Department was justified in its firing of two officers in 2017 after they ignored a robbery call to play Pokemon Go.
1: Uh, it took them that long?
0: They said, uh, well, they got the call saying, we need help, uh, we need a backup, and they said, uh, no, we're going to do Pokemon Go, and they got fired. <laughs> Yeah, it took them that Uh, long. Good, that
1: long. Yeah, it took them that long to finally say, "Yeah, we were justified in firing these idiots that were too busy playing a game instead of answering an 911 call." (laughs) Oh my gosh! See, I, I know we don't want to, I don't want to get into it, but
0: some of these people shouldn't be hired as police officers. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Uh, Here's another one. The Medical Practitioner's Tribunal Service in the United Kingdom on January 10th removed the medical license from Simon Brumhall, a transplant surgeon at Queen Elizabeth Hospital in Birmingham. Uh, The action stemmed from an incident in 2013 in which after finishing up a, a transplant, Dr. Brumhall used an electric beam to burn his initials into the patient's liver before closing her up. Uh, it probably wouldn't have been discovered, but her liver began to fail the very next week, and then another oh, surgeon discovered the signature.
1: What, <laughs> in the, what a psycho. Yeah, Man, they, I guess this is another thing. I guess there's some doctors out there that, my gosh, they might just put their initials into my liver.
0: Do you want to hear his excuse for it? Uh, uh, it's got to be something so stupid. He says that um, he did it to relieve stress. Stress? Yeah, It would be better if he just said, oh, I did it as a joke. I didn't think anybody would find out. Than to be like, oh, I do it to relieve stress. That makes him really Most, sound like a psychopath.
1: <laughs> a psycho. Most normal people to relieve stress, they may go, go on a walk, read a book, go play yeah. golf, or yeah. go watch a movie. Not put their initials in somebody's liver. Jeez. it's So this happened in 2013, and they're just now getting rid of his license? Yeah,
0: yeah golly now here's another story In axory turkey one family has been raising cattle for three generations uh is it kokak believes their success is linked to their willingness to keep up with modern technology the farmer has been testing virtual reality goggles that make his cows think they're standing in a green field of grass in the summer that is incredibly Ooh. depressing
1: <laughs> sounds awful so they put that on the cows yeah
0: and they think they're in a, oh my a field of, of grass that sounds just terrible That's terrible. I mean, that that can't be good for the cows. (laughs) Uh, Zane Wedding, 40, of New Zealand, went swimming on January 7th and thought he got water in his ear. He saw a doctor the next day who suggested he use a hairdryer to evaporate the moisture in his ear. But on January 10th, the sensation persisted, so he saw a specialist. And um, it took the doctor only five minutes to extract a cockroach in Wedding Felder from his ear.
1: How in the world do you get a cockroach in your ear? I don't know.
0: How does that happen?
1: I mean, I guess he must have been sleeping and it just crawled up in his ear. Just think about
0: that. I don't you want could to be
1: sleeping and you could have a cockroach crawl up into your ear.
0: And the last story of the day in Baltimore, David Bennett, senior, 57, became the first person to receive a heart transplant using a donor heart from a pig. What? Yep, he could not qualify from from for another transplant from a human. So he had to get one from a pig. And uh, he so did.
1: and the the procedure went well too.
0: It's working and it looks normal. We're thrilled, but we don't know what tomorrow will bring us. This has never been done before. Really? said oh my Dr. Gosh. Bartley Griffith. that see <laughs> unknown
1: though. I mean just think it, it works one day and then the next day it just completely shuts down.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he That's, a, that's he's a neat though
1: pig. that they that they were able to do that. I mean that's Yeah, like you said it's the first time it's ever been done. I've never even heard of that as a possibility
0: all right very quickly we need to wrap up we need to uh do our our email segment we have an mm. email from derek once again he says oh, hi hey, derek hi it's derek again i was in a hibits the other day and at the counter they were selling the 2021 alabama national championship game on blu-ray just the one game on dvd cost 30 bucks which i found a bit high is there any college football game you would buy on dvd or is this a waste uh no, I wouldn't spend thirty dollars on any game. I record every no. I record every college game, but I don't really. It's rare I go back and rewatch a game.
1: No, the only way I would probably buy anything if it's like watch every single game from the season or something on Blu-ray. Like yeah. if they had every single game, maybe I would buy. It. Like if they had every single game from which they probably do. Like Auburn's twenty uh, ten national championship, yeah, I'd probably buy it because that's pretty neat. Um, that'd be cool to go back and watch some of the games. But yeah, a lot of those games though, we recorded. Um No, I don't think I thirty
0: bucks for one game. No, I'll tell you one thing. I was I was ge- given a, uh, a like a box set in like the mid to late two thousands, like in that period. before between 92 and when Saban came, when all Alabama fans had was like nostalgia. <laughs> and uh, it was yeah. <laughs> it was a like a documentary into the greatest plays and moments. I think it was just called like Alabama's greatest plays or something, but <laughs> like Gold narrated it. And that was pretty good because it wasn't just watching the games. It was like the plays and then the players and coaches were like interviewed about them and they gave insight. And I liked yeah, that right. a lot. Um, yeah. But I still don't think I would have paid for it. Because what no. am I going to do with a full game? I'm not going to show it to my kid one day. They're not going to care. <laughs> why, would they, no, not. why would they watch <laughs> no, it? And, a game of a bunch of players they have no familiarity of? Like, <laughs> No. Yeah. And
1: it's so much easier to just be like, hey, son look, let's pull up the highlights from this national championship game on YouTube and we can watch a couple of the big plays. Yeah. That's so much easier to do. <laughs> and that'll yeah. take what, like five minutes. Yeah. So, Cause there's
0: like four plays you, you usually want to see per game anyway. So,
1: yeah. So I would much rather do that, but, um, but yeah, like the 2004 Auburn season, I think my, re- my dad recorded, you know, every game from that year. Um, I think he, he probably put it on like a VHS tape or something, but, uh, um, that and, yeah, probably I wouldn't mind watching some of the games from the 2004 season that'd be neat to go back and see or the uh, national championship season but no I'm not paying that much money for just one game where I can just go watch the highlights and get
0: what I need to get from it yeah well I think that wraps up this week just so thank you, like you Dar- Derek it's a great question yeah thank you oh and uh, if you would like to reach the show like Derek did the easiest way is to email us at TGM pod or I'm sorry at game managers pod at gmail.com or on Facebook at TGM Pod. So, either way, be sure to do that. Justin, will you bring us home, please? All right. Hey, hope y'all have had a great
1: week. Hope you've had a great January so far. Um, but hey, if you want more of this show, you want to listen to us more, or you just want to follow us, you want to see any sports updates, you can check us out at the TGM Pod on Facebook, Instagram. We've got Twitter. We've also, got our website, thegamemanagers.com, where you can access this podcast or access any links articles nick has written or maybe some merch maybe you really love one of those beautiful game manager shirts. maybe you want to go out in public and say hey i listen to the game managers podcast this is why i wear this stuff it makes my day better it makes my week better hmm. go ahead and go buy some of that stuff you could say or, they are my only family ratings. my only friend that's true hmm. yeah you may not talk to anybody else this you may connect with us by just listening to the show we may be your best friends so, hey, why not go ahead and rep that and show everybody else so why not, how much you love the game managers? Why not
0: pay us for for your trouble?
1: That's true. Yeah, hey, pay us. Give us everything you got and just buy everything on the store. That would be wonderful.
0: Thank you in but, advance. Yeah,
1: yeah. thank you so much. That would make, that'll make our year. Actually, it make our life. We wouldn't have anything else that would top that if you bought everything on the store. But to continue... Uh, you can just check us out there. or You can uh, listen, check out any updates we have. Uh, also, check out the Ranked Podcast, where we talk about the best years in sports. Uh, we just did, what year was it that we did? 91? We did 91? Na- 94? I think it was 90- 94. 94, yeah. Cause you had cra- hey, crazy year. A lot of sports scandals that year. You want to check it out. It's great. We go in detail about some big events that happened that year. You'll love it. But other than that, hey, hope you are doing Fantastic! Thank you all for listening. We'll see you all next week. Goodbye, everyone. War Eagle anyways.
0: Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut, hut, hike! Thank you for listening to the Game Managers Podcast. Please remember to like and subscribe. Goodbye. Adios. And sayonara.